Jake, we're here for Baseball Wednesday, September 27th, last week of the regular season, winding down. How are you feeling about that? Excited because, I mean, the Braves are World Series favorites at this point, and I, I put a future on them way, way back when, and mm-hmm. I'm just hoping, hoping that pays out. As, as an Astros fan, I can't wait for the season to end. It's been miserable. Um, and I know I say that as someone who lived through the terrible years, went to a bunch of games one of those summers, my dad had seen tickets. Um, but, but you know, I, I kind of hope, I mean, obviously, like, I hope for my team to be there because that's always fun. But if we could get an NLCS Braves-Dodgers and an ALCS Rays-Orioles, I'd be happy. I mean, that would be some good entertainment right there. Yes, that would be top tier. Absolutely top yeah. tier. Uh, a good little Tuesday for us. We went one and one on the show picks, pushed the Padres game with the late scratch of an of a ill starting pitcher. Kyle Harrison was scratched because of the illness, of course. Uh, for better or worse, everything we do is starting pitcher dependent. Uh, that's how that's default for us at Bet Online. Uh, again, if you're looking for a good offshore that has great odds, that's why we shop there, right? Uh, that sign up link for you is in the show description. Um, but again, we believe in the uh, starting pitcher dependent betting. Uh, I've been preaching that, of course. Uh, on occasion, you, you want action. Talk about you want action when you're backing a weaker starting pitcher, when you know you've got a bullpen game, uh, when you're going against a really good starting pitcher, you know, that sort of thing that there's times for it. But totals are just default to act to uh, listed pitchers at, uh, at bet online and a lot of books. Uh, there are some that are action. So things you always got to just know your house rules and know your books though. If you aren't familiar with it, with baseball, you, you know, for next year, make sure you're familiar with it and, and what you're doing, where and how those things play out because that can kind of affect things. So uh, again, one one there got the prop at plus plus one forty four. That was good. Got the play of the day and got the total of the day. Reviving that. Uh, I spent so much on the last month working on football models. I just could not do anything but that. Uh, we got the total of the day rocking and rolling again over on TikTok and Instagram. That link's in the show description. If you're not there, I tweet that out as well, or I, I post that out. I X that out, whatever you want to call this stupid thing now. Um, it's so all that, all those links in the show description. Uh, getting some help from Cousin Totals uh, for the total of the day. They're getting his feedback uh, on some totals. So he's he's a guy, you know, we trust with totals. And so uh, leaning on him a little bit for that. So a lot of good things here on Tuesday. Hopefully we can keep it rolling into Wednesday. We do have two day games. The makeup for the doubleheader for the Marlins and Mets will play in the late afternoon. The Diamondbacks and White Sox week going in the early afternoon. Unfortunately, the starting pitch is confirmed, so we can't even talk about those games. Uh, so instead, we'll go to the night games and even to one of the later games, A's at Twins, 7.40 p.m. Eastern. Um, our boy, Joey Estes, we talked about him a week ago, faded him, talked about we were very concerned with how he would look. Uh, a guy who was okay at double A, but also way out of his league at triple A, definitely going to be out of his league in the majors. Don't really see how that's any different here today. He's going to be up against it, and he's going to be followed by a set of terrible relievers. His Twins offense still pretty good. Pablo Lopez, good. The Twins are massive favorites. They should be massive favorites, right? We know that. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the total model projects 8.8 runs. We're going over 8.5 around even money. It's only a C grade. Honestly, I love this for a couple of reasons. Number one, why should it be part of your portfolio? Number one, you're on the right side of a key number at nine um, and that you're going over the eight and a half. 
uh, you're on even money, which is always nice at totals because sometimes weird things happen in sports. We're talking about, you know, sports are weird. People are weird, right? So weird things happen. Um, but I just love the fact that if if our boy Joey S is who I'm, might be a, a nice human, I don't know anything about him, um, is as overwhelmed against the Twins as he was against the Mariners, it, it's going to be hard for Matuela runs. And his four and two-thirds of an inning, uh, he gave up five runs. His FIP was 12-7. His ex-FIP was 931. Uh, again, it, it's just not a good situation for him. And we'll actually talk about it again with the Rockies here, but you can kind of use a default measure. You don't even need to know anything about the prospect. If he's coming up for a good team, he's probably good. If he's coming up for a bad team, he's probably bad. And why is that? If he was ready, and I'm not saying good like he'll be good later. I'm saying right now. If he was good right now, he would have been with the A's a long time ago because the A's are terrible. They would have had him up a long time. Talk about last year, Hunter Brown was a good example for the Ashes when they brought him up. And I was like, I believe in this guy. Why? Because the Ashes were really good. They wouldn't bring up a kid unless he was really good because they had really good options, right? So it's a pretty easy measuring stick to use. A's, one of the two worst teams in baseball, terrible pitching, terrible relievers. The fact they've just called him now, he looked terrible in his first start. I don't expect anything different. I expect the Twins to score a lot of runs. I don't know how many runs the A's will score. Their offense isn't terrible, as we've long talked about. The biggest issue with the A's is the pitching. Uh, Jake, chilly, chilly night in Minnesota, low 60s. When are we blowing in? I don't think there should be a lot of home runs. I just think you're going to have a lot of doubles, a lot of singles, a lot of walks, a lot of guys on the bases, a lot of crooked numbers, not because the ball leaving the park, but because the ball just flying around left and right. doesn't matter if it's off Estes or the relievers. Be a lot of runs from the Twins in this one. What, what do you think? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. <clears throat> I think Estes is absolutely – what's the nice way to say this? It's just not, not good. No, yeah. And he's just going to be throwing batting practice and – Twins are going to get all all of it they want more. Um, the relievers are somehow rank out worse than he does. Mm. So it's just is there's no good good route for the athletics here. I mean, Twins should be able to get us over this number by themselves, I would think. But uh, we get one or two out of the athletics, and that's more than enough. I think we'll be riding home happy with this one. Yeah, Twins should score plenty. You don't know what the Twins are going to do. You don't know how many innings – Pablo's going to throw. Uh, he looks lined up to throw a week from today, so six days from this. Uh, you know, I would assume he's going to be the starter for the Twins in game one. Uh, I have him as their best pitcher. That doesn't mean he will be. They've got a ton of good pitching, uh, which is why they struggle at times because some of the, some of those good pitching, some of that good pitching was hurt. Uh, he'll pitch Tuesday, I presume. He'll be one of the one of the guys going Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, so about a week. You know, I think I want to push him on innings which relievers are they going to use? You're at the point now where it's hard to know. It's hard to know exactly how many, how much help we're going to get from the A's. Uh, you know, we might get some help from the A's. We could easily see a shorter out of from Lopez, uh, weaker relievers, et cetera. Doesn't really matter though, because I think we're going to get enough there from the twins. Uh, another way to look at this course, twins teams all over. We've kind of been alluding to it. You know, if you want to split your bet between those two, that kind of makes sense. Hedging here is a little bit nicer because, uh, if, if you split them and the twins win seven zip, you've got the team total over. Um, or if you end up in a game that goes, you know, six, four, you'd have the game over. So you have some options or five, four, whatever. So you have some options there. So, so anyway, just some things to think about. We like the over we like the twins here to get a bunch of runs. If you're playing team total over or just full game over, it's the side you got to like, 
It's a similar setup here in Colorado with the Dodgers and the Rockies with Noah Davis, a guy who is a prospect, has struggled mightily in his 25 innings of big league work to the tune of an 8.77 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be in the fives with its FIP or XFIP, low fives, high fives. Not great. And again, a guy who might be like Estes, might be a good pitcher down the road. Both of these guys, you know, they're young. They have potential. We're just saying right now they're out of their league. If they were better, they would have been up earlier for teams that don't have a ton of pitching, have had injuries, et cetera. Not going to be ideal in that park against the Dodgers offense. Dodgers split a doubleheader on Tuesday. They'll be looking to take this one. Sheehan gets the ball for the Dodgers. A guy I'm not overly high on. Model grades him out as a 104, 513 ERA. I wasn't very high on him from the start, despite the fact that his first like 10-ish innings, I believe, in the majors were fantastic. I just wasn't a huge believer in him. I think now the market's kind of caught up and realizes he's not the greatest starting pitcher in the world. Again, another guy who was kind of forced into action a little bit earlier than necessary because of all the injuries the Dodgers had. They would have preferred to keep him in double-A. In fact, they called him up to triple-A and then had to jump him right from triple-A up to the majors earlier on in the season because of all the injuries. So if it wasn't for that, the Urias situation, I mean, just, you know, Dustin May, uh, you know, out for the year, uh, Walker Bueller, they knew was going to be out for the year. It's just countless injuries, starting pitchers. He's not really a major league pitcher, but difference is, again, you can kind of use the measuring stick of how desperate is the team for him, how good is the team. Dallas is a little bit desperate for the pitching help, but they're a really good team. That's why he grades out as a 104. And again, that's not, I said, that's not why. He grades out a 104 because of the numbers. But again, you can kind of use this as a default measuring stick, and it works pretty well. Rockies have a young guy coming up, not very good. You expect him to be a little bit worse, and the numbers bear that out. It kind of seems to work. In fact, this, that's how I, I actually did young players last year. And then at some point, I was like, I should actually go figure out how to create the young players. But again, it, it works like nine times out of 10. She hits the better pitcher. Dodgers relievers might be the best in baseball at this point. Um, all the teams relieve, every team's relievers have had some struggles this year. We're talking before show, it's a little surprising. There hasn't been that one set of relievers or two sets that have been really dominant. You know, Dodgers offense really good. This is all Dodgers models as they win two out of three times because of the expected high number of runs uh, at Coors Field, as, as always in that park. It kind of creates a situation with a probability that you win by one decreases. That makes the run line a little bit more appealing anytime you're at Coors Field. You tend to want to take the dog or take the, the, the minus one and a half. Usually this is a spot where I say split your bet, take the minus one, going to go against it here at Coors Field. That's kind of the exception to that rule. We're going to lay one and a half at minus 140. It's C-grade odds. Model says that the correct price of this should be minus 148. Minus 139 is a B-grade. Jake, it's like the C plus a D plus 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 of picks. And anytime we talk about the Dodgers, if we like them, we usually feel confident backing them. So it's basically a B grade on the Dodgers. I mean, what more could you really ask for? Yeah, there's, there's not much. I mean, the pitching difference is obvious. The offensive difference is obviously put it in Coors Park. I think there, there's going to be a lot of Dodgers runs, not a lot of Rockies runs. I think we'll get a four or five run game for the, the Dodgers and go home happy with this one. Yeah, it should be a nice, easy win. Again, weird things happen in sports, so we don't 
you know, there's no locks in gambling. It just it does seem like a good opportunity to jump at a price like minus 140. I'm a little surprised the price this isn't further out into the like minus 160s. That's where I would have expected it to be. At minus 160, I'm passing. I'm saying that's just too rich for my blood. It's not got good enough value, and I'll invest my capital somewhere else. But at minus 140, I definitely think it's worth being a part of your Wednesday night card. Which takes us to the late game Astros and the Mariners. Looking like we're going to split the first two games between these two teams. Here's the thing about this, though. The Mariners are had to go through their bullpen a little bit on Monday night. Well, the Astros did not as they got eight strong innings from Justin Verlander. Mariners have to go through their bullpen pretty heavily here on Tuesday. The game's not over yet, uh, but it's gotten a little dicey for the Mariners in these late innings, and they're having to use all their relievers, it seems like. That takes away a little bit of their edge. And on top of that, they get the weaker starting pitcher going in Bryce Miller, a guy who came up pretty strong, seemingly with just the gimmick of throwing a bunch of strikes. It kind of took the lead off guard. He hasn't looked this good lately. How much of that is the fact that he's thrown way more innings now than he's used to? I'm not really sure, but he seems to be tailing off. From Bravodes, you literally don't know what you're going to get from him. One of the pro- Probably the best pitcher in, in, in the American League over the first two months of the season. And then it just went off the rails. He'd give up like seven runs and then throw a no header and then give up seven runs as next start. You don't know what you're going to get from him, but you have to trust that he's still the much better starting pitcher in this one. The Astros have the better offense. Again, that reliever edge, I think it's diminished based off what we're seeing here in terms of how these guys have been used. You're, you're seeing a situation where I, I think we're going to have some Mariners relievers potentially be used on you know, three out of four days, three days in a row, that sort of thing. That's usually not good, but I think that's the desperate times call for desperate measures. It usually doesn't work out very well. I think the Astros might actually have an edge on this one, starting pitching wise from start to finish off an edge of the bats. Models is a 55% likely to win. I think it's probably a little bit higher. Obviously an important game, a lot of emotion will be running high, but I think minus 118 models is C grade. I think it's worth an investment. It's just like that Dodgers pick. It's C plus 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 B grade prices minus one seventeen. I think it's got more value than this because the model I don't have it coded in to say who's literally pitched and how many pitches that they've thrown and that sort of thing. But again, just watching what's been unfolding, I think that Mariners bullpen edge is actually turned to more of a neutral here for the third game of this series. Jake Astros minus one eighteen, basically a B minus pick. What do you got for us? Yeah, I mean, I think Miller is a very good pitcher. I think he will be very good, not uh, is already very good, but I think he's got arm fatigue. He's thrown more innings than he ever has, and this Astros offense will punish you when you start making mistakes. And if your whole gimmick is I throw a lot of strikes, that's a lot of hittable balls. That's that's going to be punishing. I think you're right with the bullpen. The fact that they've used so much of it in the first couple of games that's it's just everything's loaded up for the Astros to have a big offensive outing. Uh, last I looked, they were being shut out. I don't think that's going to happen twice. Uh, if they get shut out tonight, uh, I don't think that happens twice in a row for this team, especially with this pitching matchup. And Valdez, I'm trusting him to have one of his better games, like the no hitter type games, and not the I'm going to go out by the second inning kind of games. But uh, the, I think the relievers kind of go well for the Astros with the average since Verlander was able to go as deep as he did. I think everything's just setting up well for the Astros to win this one. You have a night on Tuesday where the Astros bats have struggled. 
against George Kirby, who's one of the best pitchers in baseball and still pitching very strong. Hats off to him. It's a very impressive start. A game that we didn't have any pick on. Just didn't think there was a lot of value. Like the plus odds on Monday with the Astros, thinking who knows what's going to happen. Weren't able to get the same value here on Tuesday past in that one. Uh, but, you know, the Astros bats got to Castillo. They didn't get to Kirby. I don't think Bryce Miller's in the same ballpark as those two guys. I think Miller might be a really good pitcher one day. He's obviously got the prospect pedigree, high draft pick. It's just, you know, that extra time in the league between him and Kirby is a big difference. Uh, Miller might be as good as Kirby next year or in two years. I'm just not sure he's there. He was really rushed through the system. This is a guy who started last season at, at able. I mean, that's quite a jump. Uh, he obviously the Mariners do that thing where they mostly skip triple a because of elevation and that, and that, that league has a bunch of pitcher, uh, nightmarish parks, right? So, you know, the, the skipping the AAA there isn't that crazy for them. It's just about the fact that, you know, a guy who's in A ball last year is having a great season, but it's still, you know, he still has greater days to come, I think. And when you look at the number of innings, uh, last year he threw about 130 innings. This year he's already right 140. He's been struggling as of late. They've definitely been watching. His, uh, you know, pitch count and his inning count not really letting him go uh, very deep. But part of that, he hasn't pitched well enough to go deep. In four of his last six starts, he's given up three runs or more. Some of those were some decent offenses. Also, A's in the Royals are part of that. So some of it is just, I think he's not, uh, he's not George Kirby, right? George Kirby's able to hold the Astros down. I don't think Bryce Miller is. I think the Astros have the edge there. It, I would be remiss if I did not mention Bryce Miller has already faced the Astros twice and has done really well against them. Both times, one of those times very early in the season, that was back when nobody really had a playbook on them. The second time more in the middle of the season, it's still been a while. This just, if, you know, if he gets the Astros a third time with how good those bats are, it kind of is what it is, but I like my chances here because these guys have got some good tape on them now. Kind of expected a little bit of a better outing against him. The last time the Astros faced him, didn't get it done then. I think now they can get it done. Again, the Astros here at a really short price. I kind of expected this to be more like minus 125, minus 130. If the way the rest of this game continues to go and the Mariners bullpen gets really depleted, I think there's a good chance it might end up there in the morning as the game goes along as people are starting to look at that and realize that. So we're trying to get ahead of that based off the anticipation of how the game's going right now. I think the Astros make a lot of sense. And that leads us directly into our pitcher prop of the day. We're going to go Bryce Miller under 16 and a half outs. Again, our friends over at outlier.bet. Just slash professor that you get your seven day free trial. You need to be over there. There are a ton of plus expected value plays. We've been giving them out like candy and they've been hitting like crazy. Got the one yesterday. There were multiple options tonight. This one's my favorite. Again, mention as of late, you can see he's gone under this number half the time this season. But if you look at that, he's gone under two of his, or excuse me, uh, six of his last 10 four of his last five and of his last 20 he's gone 12 of the last 20 he started off pitching a little bit deeper has not pitched as deep lately part of that is the pitch count inning count etc part of it is a little bit of fatigue part of it is hitters have a little bit of a book on them now they've seen them multiple times there's just a lot of things happening there that make it harder for him to go deeper in the game i think the Mariners bullpen's getting a little bit taxed tonight that doesn't mean that they're going to let him hang out there to dry as opposed to what we talked about with justin Steele, a guy who the Cubs needed every inning they could get from him. The Mariners want all the innings they can get of Bryce Miller, but they're not going to risk his future for that. They're going to pull him at a reasonable time. And so I think under 16 and a half here, minus 130, a 
4.2% expected value play, according to our friends at Outlier. A strong pick. Jake, do you have any insight for us on this one? Yeah, because you got to think, with the, even though the bullpen is being a little bit taxed, with as tight as that race is for the last wild card, this is a huge game. Um, so they're not going to let him go out there and just get smacked around. If it starts getting rough, they're going to pull him early because they, you only get so many chances to beat the team that's directly ahead of you and control your kind of destiny that way. And I think this one could set up to be very, very important in that race. So I think they're going to have a quick hook if they see it going wrong with how he's pitched recently. Yeah, and I think the Mariners are absolutely going to let Castillo go a little bit longer. If Kirby had gotten in trouble and he didn't, they feel a little more comfortable letting him go a little bit longer, but you trust your top guys to do that. Otherwise, in these late game playoff races, guys have quick hooks because you just cannot afford to leave them out there too long. It's basically a playoff game at this point. This whole last week for both of these teams is basically a playoff game. And I wouldn't expect in the playoffs, I wouldn't expect them to go seven innings as well. I also kind of like the fact that it's 16 and a half and not 15 and a half. We've seen in Seattle, he's a little bit more uh likely to let a guy start an inning and then pull him in the middle of it and go to and go mix and match with the relievers he's not afraid to do that there you contrast that with the other side of the uh, of the you know the, the dugout i'm sorry the dugout other side of the field diamond? i don't know yeah. diamond sure yeah that works i don't know i'm it's late i'm tired um <laughs> guy dusty baker doesn't do that a lot right you know we talk about justin verlander every game he's pitched this year he's not gone a single time a one-third or a two-thirds of an inning last night uh, Monday night, he started the inning, didn't finish, but didn't get an out. Every has been a full. I mean, he likes to let guys finish innings. He doesn't let, like to like st- or start innings. You don't have that in Seattle, right? So that, that 16 and a half that might actually might help us out to get a little bit of an insurance. I don't think it matters. I'd be surprised if he gets more than five. Uh, I'd be surprised if he even gets two five personally. I feel like this is a four and a third type start. Give him as much as he can, as hard as he can and then go to the bullpen because you just you have to be concerned about facing this Astros lineup a third time uh, you're really playing with fire and, and what should be a tight contest, uh, especially as long as Fromber pitches is good Fromber and we, you know, you know, good Fromber can be pretty good as long as it's a tight game. It, it just seems unlikely that they're going to let him uh, potentially hang out to dry. So under 16 and a half minus 130, our pitcher prop of the day. And again, outlier.bet slash professor, get your seven day free trial to check out all of the plus expected value play sort by type uh, game, Sport, all sorts of goodies over there. Uh, sign up is also in the show description if you want to click over to that. Otherwise, that is our show, Jake. Parting words for the people. No, let's just go ahead and start cashing all that money because I, I get a good feeling about this baseball card. All right. I like the confidence, and uh, we'll let the outro music then take us out.